Do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. Yes, that's just what the Hebrews thought. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I've got nothing better for you. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? And welcome to Blade. No, I'm just kidding. It's welcome to Raiders of the Lost Ark because I have Merrick's co-host, Jameson. What is up, sir? Woohoo! What's up, Mike? How's it going, man? It's going good, man. I'm excited for this one. Are you awake, sir? I'm raring to go. So, uh, should we pull back the curtain, sir? As much as you'd like. Well... Technically speaking, this was supposed to be our CCP episode. Is that right, sir? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, we were gonna have our buddy Jason come on because he just he dug their list so much from the last episode. He was kind of upset that you know we didn't really have him on. So uh, our upcoming list of you know gone too soon, you know mm-hmm. our, our top ten TV shows that only lasted a season. He wants to be on that, so we were gonna record today, but. Mr. Busy Man, you know, it didn't work out. So me and you just decided to do Raiders of the Lost Ark instead. Exactly. Can't go wrong with that. That's a nice fallback. It, it is, because I was all ready to do Blade, and you're like, so we're going to record Raiders on Saturday, right? I was like, uh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> we can't waste recording opportunities, man. It's true, man. Me and you, we got to let the world know. Our schedules are changing, sir, so you can, we got we to gotta take the time that we are given and use it to full advantage because exactly. you know you're not going to be on every week like you were, man. I mean, I had you on for like nine weeks in a row. It was awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. We got to take advantage of every spare moment we have. I know. So when part two happens, we have no idea, sir. It's hey, gonna... like you said, it's a year-long series. We got time. Actually, I'm going to extend it to two years now. Love it. <laughs> because of uh, because now of our scheduling differences and how long it's going to take to do a new movie, I decided I'm going to extend it to two years. And besides, it took me two years to get to 100 episodes. I figured it'll take me another two years to get to another 100 episodes. So by the episode 200, that series will be over. <laughs> You'll get Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it, people. <laughs> Oh, man, I got some things to say about that, sir. (laughs) But uh, before we roll into our review, sir, should we roll into some movie and music news? Let's do it. I'm going to pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting, looking for a comment, this is fucking I'm going to pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting, looking for a comment, this is fucking If I get caught in it, washing, about to go and get some compliments, passing off on those pockets that someone else has been walking in. But me and Griffin ain't fucking it up, stuck in a closet, and I'm saving my money, and I'm hella happy that's a bargain bitch. I'm gonna take a grandpa style, I'm gonna take a grandpa style, no fool. 
cool and sell both sneaker heads be like I got the Velcro I'm gonna pop some tags Only got twenty dollars in my pocket I, I, I'm looking for a come up This is awesome Oh man, I'm excited about this stuff, sir um, Alright, sir, so for movie news We gotta talk some Fast 7, baby Now that all I right. got you on, man um, First up, the big news Which I am super excited for is Lucas Black is back, which I, I kind of figured yeah. he was going to be, but it's officially confirmed, and for three movies. Uh, but the only reason I was nervous is because, you know, Tokyo Drift was 10 years ago, and they showed a picture of him when they announced it, and he looked really bad. But I just saw an on-set photo of him, Vin Diesel, and James Wan. He looks exactly the way he does in Tokyo Drift, so now I'm cool. I'm excited, dude. So I'm. this is full circle, man. We're, you know, it makes perfect sense because we're now officially a couple minutes after Tokyo Drift, technically. So it only makes sense to have him back. Most people are excited, and I know I'm excited. And his acting chops have gotten way better over the past 10 years. So I'm looking forward to this, sir. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's only fitting that... I mean, that was really the one... Going to be the one glaring hole is... You're going to have this whole series and, and, you know... Say at the end you have however many 9, 10 episodes of this movie franchise. And there's a big glaring hole where there was this guy who was the star of one of them. And everyone else was brought back throughout the series, but this guy wasn't? You know, that would have been weird. It's true. And, uh, you know, I've been known about this... Um, this trilogy, you know, so to speak, the 7, 8, and 9 new trilogy. Vin Diesel talked about that before Fast uh, 6 ever came out. So it's not new news, but now when officially confirmed, they're like, Lucas, back, Lucas Black returns for uh, Fast and Furious 7, 8, and 9. People are like, oh my god, they're going to make more. It's like, you know what, people? Shut up. If you don't like it, don't watch it, all right? These movies are made for certain people stop complaining you know i'm i'm getting sick and tired of the haters on this series because people need to just i don't know man it's it's annoying me see i don't find that many haters on it especially since fast five um i found a lot you know starting with three and i was kind of one of them like 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 eh, you know it started to kind of lose momentum for me you know and it was jump started with five and six and i most of the people I talk to love it because it is exactly what I think it is. Just big, dumb fun. I mean, like, for example, when I read the news report about Lucas Black and you read the Facebook comments. Oh, well, there you like, go. You're reading, you're right. reading comment sections, message board. Yeah, I mean, 95% of them are all like, you know what? You can have Madonna in this series. Take my money now. I'll watch whatever you give me. That's what 90% of the people say, and it's true. It's like, throw any actor in here. I don't care. You already have my money. And then you get the few people, oh, my God, they're making more. It's like, go away. You're just trolling. You know. If you want to find the worst people in the world, just go on one of those message boards. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I'm excited, dude. 7, 8, and 9, I mean, I'm obviously going to assume the rest of the gang is going to be attached to to eight and nine but it's supposed to be you know a new set of storyline because obviously you know i i don't know if they're going to kill off jason statham it makes perfect sense to kind of keep him around you know and now that we got uh, some new you know i just talked about uh Dijman huzun if i'm saying it right got attached to this movie uh he got signed you know the guy from never back down mm-hmm. he's awesome man he's good times I'm, I'm excited to have him in here so yeah, man, I'm excited for this franchise. No matter what, like you say, no matter what they do with it, bring in whoever you want. I'm in. Now, I still have my doubts on Dwayne, though, man. 
because he's still making uh he's still making you know hercules you know we've talked about this before but there's it, it doesn't make any sense for him to carry on with this his his story has been kind of told i mean i don't i don't think that his story is integral to the this every part of the you know of this series you know it's not it's it's not his story to tell it's not his story but the same writer is writing all these movies so he has every character in his hands and Ben Diesel is the guy is the guy the second in command so he always, they always find a way to do a story for everybody you know right so right. I don't know man I, I think he'll be in it he's just not gonna be in it as much but the first picture I saw um, Brian looked pretty jacked up it was Vin Diesel and Brian looking over water Brian looked pretty bad the second photo I saw they're all wearing suits so obviously they're at the funeral so yep. you know so I'm excited man I am so pumped for next year even though I, I had my worries about them filming so fast but this story has been in the bag for two years so they just needed to get the director and just get the right people involved. The only person I haven't heard com- confirmation is Bow Wow, but I'm pretty sure he'll be back too. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be in there. Yeah, but anyway, Lucas Black, good times. I'm not sure how big his role is going to be. Maybe it'll get bigger as the movies go on, but it's just going to be cool to have him back because I really enjoyed this guy from number three. So good times, man. I'm looking forward to it. So... Uh, did you hear about our friend Dr. Frazier being added to the Expendables, sir? Of course I did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. Number one, he's going to be in Transformers 4. And your favorite, Mark Wahlberg, I, oh, I'm sorry, Brian's favorite. <laughs> there you go. Is he not going to watch Transformers 4 because Mark Wahlberg's going to be in it? Since he is in his det- you know, detestable list. The, the terrible list, yeah. yeah the terrible list. Uh, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll drag him to it, I'm sure. Excellent. Yeah, I heard the uh, the news of Kelsey Grammer being cast in Expendables 3. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. First off, I, I mean, are they going to film this at some point? I mean, because it's like they keep announcing more <laughs> casting. Like, I thought filming was underway. Like, how you, you're still casting in the middle of the movie? Is I mean, like... They've been announcing casting choices for, it seems like, six months. They are filming because I've been seeing, you know, set photos of Wesley Snipes and, and Stallone and Wesley Snipes and Statham. They're all jacked up looking. But just like Fast 7 is filming and they're adding people. So that's what people do, man. They they add people while they're filming, you know? I, I mean, mean, look, I, I can see Kelsey Grammer being a decent villain, being that weaselly, you know, rich guy villain who's paying you know who mel gibson you know supplying mel gibson with the money to fight stallone or whatever but i would actually kind of prefer him just being like frazier just be just <laughs> that guy in the middle of this world <laughs> I, I don't know it i'm sure it'll be great whatever it's a, it's an expendables movie Come it's on. true you know i told the wife you know because uh as you know i'm very selective with the movies that i go to in the theater I don't, I don't go very much. Maybe three, four movies tops a year. So Two. the next planned movie was Thor. However, I forgot about Escape Plan. I told the wife, I said, look, we're going to Escape Plan. She's like, what's that? I'm like, remember the Arnold and Sly movie? I show her the trailer. She's just as pumped up as I am to go. So that's our next movie at the theater is Escape Plan, baby. And I cannot wait. Oh, <laughs> Dude. We're not going to have no bullet to the head, man. This is no. going to be awesome, dude. 
I mean, it should be. It's got Jim Caviezel. It's got Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, dude, this looks great, man. This, I don't know. This movie looks like it's going to be hard to fail. I mean, let's think about it. How many prison movies has Stallone made, and they've all been awesome? Lock Up was awesome. Yeah, it was. Tango and Cash, awesome. Mm-hmm. And what's the third prison movie he was in? Oh my gosh. Um, there was one more prison movie he was in. Hmm. I'm trying to... Okay, maybe it was only two. So this would be his third prison movie. So the guy's two for two with prison movies. So I'm excited, man. I am too, man. I'm looking forward to it next month. Excellent. So when's that come out officially? Uh, I think it's October like October 20th. October 20th. Ooh. I think so. Excellent. I am... Man, I am so pumped up. So let me tell you about... Uh, oh, before, uh, before I go into... Because I got a bunch of movies I just bought I want to talk to you about. But do you know who uh, Lori Holden is? Because evidently she's being cast in the new Dumb and Dumber sequel. I know her from uh, the movie with Tom uh, Thomas Jane, The Mist. That's where I know her from. Lori Holden? Yeah, Lori Holden. She's a, she's a blonde, and she was in uh, The Walking Dead. She's in uh, The X-Files. She was in The X-Files, but she's mostly from The Walking Dead is probably where most people remember her from. I saw her in the movie The Mist with, I wonder, Tom, with Thomas Jane. Oh, she was um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't. I didn't. I didn't know the actress's name, but I just looked her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like her in Walking Dead, Andrea. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I didn't know which character she was, but yeah, she's supposed to be aboard the Dumb and Dumber sequel. And Jim Carrey gave that uh, you know toothless picture out. And I guess they're they're going full board, man. I don't know if they're officially filming or what, man. But I guess just make the darn movie. Come on, <laughs> get it over with, right? <laughs> yeah. So I went to this, uh, we had this, I don't know, I want to say DVD blowout we had downtown here. It was like all movies are like three bucks, right? So like So like uh, newer movies were three, older movies were two, and like really terrible piece of crap movies are one. Like, you know, like the like 80s or 70s like C movies, right? Mm -hmm. So here are the movies that I picked up. (laughs) All right. So I've never seen this with 3D glasses, Friday the 13th Part 3. Nice. Got that for two bucks. So I got two pairs. So me and the me and my kid are going to watch this. It's awesome. You know, she's 11. It's all good. So. Yeah. It's a perfect kid movie. You know, it's all exactly. good. I got the number one, best of the best. Nice. Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones. I love Part 2 the best, though. But got to love Part 1. I had to get the director's cut of Never Back Down. <laughs> nice. Yeah, two disc special edition. Mm. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. Oh yeah. 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 Good times, man. I, I can't even remember that movie. I had to replace my stolen copy of Iron Eagle. Oh yeah, that has to be replaced. Yep. Uh my first time ever owning it, Predator. Wow. Yeah. yeah I you know I've seen it a billion times but I never owned it. And the prize possession. The uncensored, unrated director's cut, Triple X Vin Diesel. <laughs> this is my favorite Vin Diesel movie. If there was no Fast and Furious franchise, I'm uh-huh. this. I love this movie. I don't care what Brian says because he's like, "Oh, sure, it's dumb." No, man, I watch this movie all the time. This is a four-star movie for me. I love Triple X. This movie <laughs> is phenomenal. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Oh, it's so good, dude. I think you're both crazy. I know, man. Come on, you don't like Triple X, sir? Not not the bad stuff, but I'm talking the movie, sir. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. You're not a fan of Triple X, sir? That's all right. It's all right? Oh, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down there. I'm gonna slap you, sir. All right, I'll be waiting. Good times. So, uh, your list, sir. You're right. Unfortunately, I did not uh, write in. You guys did, uh, you know, your most bankable stars list. That was a great list, sir. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I like that you threw me in the mixer, even though I didn't email in. I had some issues. I couldn't write in, so I apologize. But you're right. Dwayne is number one for me, of course. Um, do you want to hear some of my other ones that would have made my list? Sure, give it to me. Uh, so if like we were, you know, I was kind of thinking, well, what if we were in the eighties, you know, like Dennis Leary was like one guy I was like, I got to see this, like judgment night, one of my favorite movies, that guy, I love it. But I do love Sandra Bullock, man. My wife, that's my wife's favorite actress, but I don't go to the theater to see her. But every time a new DVD's out, usually pick it up like the first day. But as far as like movie, uh, theater movies, Mila Jolovich, uh, with the Resident Evil movies, man, my wife and me, we go see every single one, first day it comes out, uh, and pretty much any Mila Jolovich movie, it's like, I don't care what it is, we're gonna watch it, so, uh, Bruce Willis, before he turned douchebag, uh, you know, I mean, I saw Die Hard, I saw, you know, Expendables, you know, and, and then this whole Expendables 3 fiasco, I guess his true color started the show. So I guess he's starting to turn into the new Tom Cruise, right? He's turning into something, man. And yeah. So I I'm kind of wondering, is he going to do any action movies anymore? You know, I mean, with with this whole oh, action movies are so boring. So yeah, Die Hard movies the, over. The movies that I've spent making for the last thirty years and that have provided me the life that I live. Exactly. They suck. Uh, I can say Kate Beckinsale. Um, you know, like all the Underworld movies that come out, we, we go to those right away. Uh, you know, Click is one of my favorite uh, Adam Sandler movies. I, I really love that movie, and she really helps make that movie really awesome. Tuna. So um, uh, I would say Adam Sandler until I saw uh, That's My Boy. That is, like, not even worthy of a half a star, man. Uh-huh. The best part of that movie was Vanilla Ice. I mean, Didn't were, redeem it at all. You were right, dude. Vanilla Ice is the best part, and even Vanilla Ice gets tainted in being in a movie like this, dude. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Arnold and Sly still sell me, man. I mean, ex- Escape Plan. I mean, I still, I still love those guys as much today as I did back in the day. You know, those are definitely... And I don't know, man. I'm with you with Channing Tatum, dude. I see this guy's movies, man. I love 21 Jump Street, you know, G.I. Joe movies, you know, I White House Down. Dude, I don't, ha- I don't hate this guy. As, as I was looking at that, because I did, I thought Brian had seen more of them. And so as I'm talking, I was looking at his filmography and realized I'd seen, I've seen 17 Channing Tatum movies. I mean, he's in, uh, what, <laughs> your Amanda Bynes movie? That's my girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he's kind of chubby in that one a little bit. He was not full-blown, you know. I haven't seen Magic Mike, though, but I'm not probably going to. You will. But, yeah, dude. You know, Wesley Snipes, that was another one. Any movie he comes out with, boom. Got my butt in the seat. Now, you know, he's back. You know, all the Blade movies, I saw all those in the theater. I'm going to go see him in Expendables 3. So Wesley Snipes is another bankable star for me. Um, Man, uh, yeah. I And then, of course... Obviously, Vin Diesel, the fr- the Fast and uh, Furious franchise. I mean, and yeah, it's just uh, that's kind of the the small, fast list I could come up with. But mm-hmm. for sure, number one's Dwayne, and then I would probably put, you know, number two would be like, you know, Mila probably because you know I've seen a lot of her movies in the theater. So yeah, good stuff, man. Very good. 
I'm excited. Yeah, that was a fun episode to do. It was. And uh, so in regards to music news, sir. um, So the whole Miley Cyrus situation that we talked about, she came out with the new single called Wrecking Ball. I noticed it was like number one on iTunes. So I checked it out. I was like, "This (laughs) this is a really good song. And then I made the unfortunate mistake of watching the music video, right? Mm-hmm. And she's of course naked on a wrecking ball, and she's trying to do. She's trying to be like Justin Timberlake's "Cry Me a River," you know. She's trying to be like that kind of style, but she's. I mean, I don't know what the purpose of her being naked on the wrecking ball was, but unfortunately, the music video ruined the song. You know, you know how there's some songs where the music video makes the song better for you. Oh yeah. Or, or uh, you really love the song, and then you watch the music video, and then the music video now kind of taints it. So. During this whole process, I came across, as you know, song parodies are normally where they they do the same song, but they change the lyrics. You know, that's typically a song parody, a.k.a. You know, Weird Al Yankovic. There's this band that I came across I had never heard of before. It's called King the Kid. You ever heard of this band? No. Okay. They... Actually, they were making fun of the Wrecking Ball music video because they were basically a, a guy naked on the thing and the guys were playing the song in their underwear. But they actually redid the whole entire song rock style. It's a billion times better than Miley Cyrus' version. Hmm, that, I'm sure it was. It, it's, it was so good. And I found out these guys do thrift shop. These guys do a bunch of different covers, but they do it as a rock version. So think alien ant farm smooth criminal that's exactly the kind of band that you're dealing with so i was like after i saw the video and i was like wow this song is so much you know so good because here i was actually starting to turn and be like okay i like wrecking ball and then i heard this version i was like it's so much better so have you heard my underground hour where i i had that uh, uh the remake 50s version of that song on there no, I no. Is okay. that the most recent one? Yeah, the most recent. I just started that one. You just started. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll notice there is a, a particular Miley song that we talked about that I I detest and hate with a passion, and then found a '50s version of it, and it was like a trillion times better. And it's hmm. it's in that list, sir. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts when you hear it because everybody has said to me, "Dude, that was so awesome." You know, they're like, I hated that song, but now I love that version. So huh. it's pretty cool, man. So that was my music news is this uh, King the Kid, man. Need to check out these guys because the Wrecking Ball version they do is pretty awesome. So Very good. I'll look them up. Yeah, check it out, sir. But uh, as far as, you know, Eminem, he's back in town, sir. You see him tearing up the charts already? With Berserk, have you heard this song, sir? I have. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big Eminem fan. I was just curious if you heard this, sir. I, hey, man, I like Eminem. So, uh, uh, yeah, I and I saw him. I think it was last Saturday. He was on a uh, saw him uh, a concert. No, I saw. Him. Oh, okay. He was on. He was on during like halftime of the college football game oh, yeah, I was I watching. S- I saw that dude. And he looked. Like, he looked like he'd never been on TV before. Like, he was all terrified and frozen. Like, just kind of mumbling, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with Marshall? What's going on? But It's true. Yeah, weird. weird. I mean, I, I like Eminem, you know, but I'm just saying, if I'm going to, like, throw on a CD, he's not my first guy. But, I mean, the guy, may, he does make some really good stuff. But, he does. you know, it's a pretty interesting song. It's kind of got a Beastie Boys kind of feel to it. 
Uh, but did you see that your boy came back with the new single TKO, huh? Yes, sir. Is this explicit? Yeah, I'm not sure. It says explicit when I tried to look it up, sir. Oh, I don't know. So I was like, your boy swearing now in his songs or what? I guess I hadn't really noticed. Yeah. So I was going to ask your opinion on this song, sir, or have you not heard it yet? I've only heard one time, real. I mean, real quick. Really? Okay. Yeah. So we yeah, won't yeah. talk about it. Yeah, but, I, need to, I need to hear it a couple more times. But I did check out the new Linkin Park CD. You do mm-hmm. know about this, right? Yep. The uh, Recharged. So A Light That Never Comes. You know me, man. Linkin Park's like my third favorite band. Uh, this is, you know, you pre-order the album, 12 bucks. you get this song. The rest of them are all remixes from prior albums, most of them the last album. What do you think of this song, sir? I only give this one a six, sir. I haven't heard the song yet. Really? No. I think I gotta listen to it a little bit more, man. It's not my favorite Linkin Park song. Okay. It's not terrible, but it's, you know, I gave it a six. But what do you think of the, uh, the Stone Temple Pilots stuff sir since yeah. you you sent me a picture and less and chester was tearing it up so what do you think man <laughs> yeah that picture says a thousand words man it does man uh, um I, you know what i i am hoping to be able to see them now stp doesn't do a ton of touring but they also i don't know if they're planning on doing you know i don't know what their plan is as far as recording anything or whatever but i would love to see them because he has an interesting dynamic to that band that they haven't had in decades um yeah i i really want to check it out i mean i've watched videos of them in concerts and you know whatever grainy youtube videos and such but i'd love to check them out so all right um, do we have any stone temple pilots tune we can buy with chester on it dude um yeah i mean i do sorry i i just found it high rise there you go it's 5.99 you only get one song out of time that's the only one you get. And then you get uh, Black Heart, Shame, uh, Same on the Inside, Cry Crying Tomorrow. That comes when the album comes out on October 8th. October 8th, that's right around the corner. Yep. It's just an EP, though. So, yeah. obviously, they got to make... I mean, he's making Linkin Park CD, so, you know... Yeah, I mean, Stone Temple Pilots, he said, is is his side band. Right. Which is a nice side band to have, but... <laughs> you know, like, oh, when I'm not with my regular stuff, I think I'll go out with Stone Temple Pilots. It's um, so yeah, they they are kind of just kind of hanging out, but they're willing to wait for him to do whatever because Scott Weiland ain't coming back to that band. It's true, but uh, that is all I have, sir, for uh, for movie music news. Do you have anything, sir, that hit you recently, man, that we need to talk about before we roll in the? Mr. I have nothing. Do you ever come <laughs> prepared to these things, or do you every, just show up every once in a while? <laughs> It's cool. It's all good in the hood. All right, sir. So should we roll into the review of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, let's do it. All right, let's do it, sir. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark, if it is there, Atanis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. 
it is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I'll tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let her go. If you still want the Ark, it has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. So, Raiders of the Lost Ark, sir. Yes. Um, yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So, this is technically the uh, the first movie in the uh, new series, uh, classic movies, Masuna's Never Seen. That's the whole purpose of doing this series was actually because of this. It's kind of a joke, really. A lot of people thought I was, you know, joking when I said that I had never seen these movies. And uh, then you found out, no, you haven't seen Indiana Jones. So uh, here we are, sir, the very first one. So w- what's your thoughts going into this series, sir? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited. Like I've said before, it feels like a case study to me. Of like a, a, a boy found in the woods after years, raised by wolves, never having seen certain things. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see somebody with a fresh perspective on this. Uh, so I'm I'm really curious. I'm a little worried, but I'm I'm curious uh, what your opinions are going to be of these movies. I think it's exciting. Okay, I'm I'm really debating up into this point what I'm doing here. Um, all <laughs> not, all all night, I have in my head played out that I was going to say how you know can we add this to the house party two list? I wanted to get you so pissed off and and just like. <laughs> What is wrong with you? I just like Mike. All you would hear was the microphone fall to the floor, <laughs> and then there would be a knock at your door. Uh, yeah, I I just was like, okay, this is the most terrible writing, editing. You know, I just I wanted to keep going on and on for about twenty minutes, and then I wanted to t- change it around. So, <laughs> but uh, but then after watching it and having my true feelings, it's not go- the joke isn't going to be that good. So. I'm going to come out and say it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Wow. All right. So talk about it. Okay. I could tell you this. I th- I can say I've never seen this movie, but I have seen 30 minutes of number two. And from what I've seen of part two, I can guarantee you I like that movie better than this one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to be curious to see what you say when you watch all of part two. Yeah. And um, we'll get... I don't even want to get into the alien stuff right now because this really infuriates me. I, you know what? Forget it. Let's get into it. Before we even get into this thing, the people hate number four because of aliens. Am I correct? Yeah. Among other things. Did you guys not watch this movie 
Did you not see spirits and floating things and you guys have a problem with aliens? Yeah, yeah, because this movie, along with number three, are actually very, up until, okay, up until the final four minutes, are very historically accurate. As far as all the stuff that that they talk about is historically accurate. Whereas in number four, none of that is historically accurate at all. It's just ridiculous. Okay, that's that's the thing that makes this that makes this this franchise the the trilogy so cool for me is that it is it's it's you know archaeologically and historically there it's based in fact you know and the and the the storyline of Hitler going after all these religious artifacts and uh, you know studying the occult and trying to get the ark it actually happened it's not made up yep it really happened in 1936. I got all that, and I'm going to be honest with you. Um, one of the things that really kind of, because the movie kind of is kind of slow for me in the beginning. Once we hit the snake pit, that's when this movie really kicks into gear for me. But there's one thing that I I actually found beneficial uh, in my video games that I I love to play. I I have this series that I play called Uncharted, and it's essentially about this. It's kind of like Tomb Raider, but with the guy where he is this very smart, intelligent, uh, you know, Tomb Raider, if you will. But he goes on these crazy adventures, and he goes and finds all these treasures. He goes, he, he finds all the Tomb of Shambhala, all these different things. And a lot of the things that happen in Uncharted 3 happen in this movie. He goes to, uh, you know, the desert. He gets stuck. You know, he has to climb out of all these different things. So actually playing those video games and having so much fun helped me to really go along with this movie, you know, because in one of the emails it said, it's unfortunate I'm watching this from an adult perspective versus a kid perspective. So I tried to kind of put myself in the mindset of if watching this as a kid. But that was one of the cool things for me is playing that series immediately kind of put me in this world that I, you know, like, okay, I'm going to find this ancient tomb or this mystical thing that nobody's found and you have to do all these puzzles and everything to unlock certain things, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool for me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to get into this movie. I don't want you know to think I don't want you to think I hate this movie. I like it. I just didn't love it. All right, let's get into it. All right. So uh, obviously it's very cool. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. That's I mean. I think I knew that, but officially getting confirmation was pretty cool. So I was like, good, good stuff. Of course, seeing the music by John Williams was like, oh, perfect. You know, one of the greatest themes ever. I love the indie theme. Yeah. I mean, John Williams, does this guy not know how to make a bad score? I mean, seriously, the score is great. And kind of like we talked about with uh, Legend of Billie Jean, the one thing that you really liked in that movie was the Invincible theme, how it was very kind of transparent where you would hear it a little bit here and there. Yep. And then and it would kind of build up. I like that. They did that with the Indiana Jones theme in this movie. You would just hear it a little bit here and there. And then when things got real, you know, real Indiana Jones style, then it was like, okay, now you're really going to hear it. I thought yeah, then that, the, the horns would start blaring when he was doing indie stuff. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. It was pretty cool. Um, do we want to go through the plot, sir, of this movie? I mean, or are we just going to assume everybody knows what happens in this flick? I hope that there's no much, nobody else that hasn't seen this movie. <laughs> uh, all right. There's a lot in this movie, 
And I don't really want to go through the whole entire thing, you know, because normally that's what I do. I go through the plot and then, you know, all that stuff. But all right. I just I've got a few th- few things, especially towards the beginning of the movie. There's a couple of things that I love that that always set this movie apart for me. That's I think one of the coolest openings to a movie where he's in the jungle, he's going in and you don't even see his face for the first couple of minutes of it. Just this guy. Right. You see the the whip flash, and all of a sudden you see his face like, oh, man. It, young Harrison Ford was the coolest, man. Um, the whole scene with him going and getting the idol with a very young Alfred Molina. Yeah, I was going to say, is that Doc Ock? Yeah. I mean, and then the, you know, and then the, the booby traps and the, the boulder chasing him, you know, r- running after him. I mean, that I remember seeing that at theater and being like, holy cow, that was amazing right there. We haven't even started the movie hardly. You know, I mean, there's there's stuff in this. I still, when I was a kid, I would replay that all the time, like rolling under the garage door as it was closing, like Indy did. You know, right. Like, anytime I go to switch something, I do the whole weighing one versus the other. You know, just ridiculous stuff. I think that's a great opening to this movie. It is. You know, I was actually gonna joke with you and be like, uh, oh, when he, I didn't know he was regarding Henry, and he was, you know, he's even worse in this movie, you know. But I was actually gonna tell you that. I actually found Harrison Ford. I think I enjoy. I think this is the movie I like him the best in over Star Wars. Like, it, I don't know, man. It, I just, I really liked him in this one versus like in Star Wars. I kind of have to. I have my issues, and then like this one, it was like I like him. He's cool. He's likable. He's good times. So I really didn't have any Harrison Ford issues in this movie. I mean, I yeah, Harrison Ford was my guy growing up. I love him and. It, I, I can't choose between Han Solo and Indiana Jones, but man, he's just, he's perfect for this role, you know? Yeah, I you're right. In the beginning, it shows up. I like the shadows that they do. It's pretty cool. I actually, uh, believe it or not, I, I had an issue watching this movie because I was, I came home from work. I had just burned this movie because, you know, I, I had to steal it, unfortunately, because a video store, somebody stole it, so I had to go find it <laughs> online. You know, so we won't tell the FBI that. But anyways, so I, I pull out the DVD. I was like, I'm ready to sit down. And then I get a call from my father-in-law needing me to do some computer work. I was like, crap. And I was like, I need to get home by 7 o'clock so I can watch this. And then I didn't get home till 8.30. And then I'm like texting you. I'm like, okay, it's going to be later. Then we can record. But I managed to get up at 5.30 this morning and finish the rest of it. And I was good. I was like, okay, cool. I'm ready to record. But I had a Blu-ray copy that I transferred to DVD. So, man, it looked really good, dude, even yeah. on DVD. Uh, the beginning is cool, like you said, with the with the shadows. You don't really see his face. I like the tarantulas, man. I really dig that. That was pretty cool. I was like, is that Doc Ock? You know, and it was a, a very exciting opening. It's very iconic. It's I've seen parried, uh, parried. Yeah, I mean, you know, the boulder rolling, the boulder rolling after him, and and the swapping for the golden idol. Those are two, I mean, just iconic parts of this movie. Yeah, um, but it's really the only action sequence we get for a while. Which, well, I mean, not really, dude. I there's there's the thing I love about these movies is you have like five big action sets throughout the movie. I mean, it it isn't, but of another. 15, 20 minutes later where there's the big bar fight, you know, the, the bars on fire and machine guns and Germans and Indy. Right. You know, that's only 20 minutes down into the movie. Well, that's true. Now 
when he comes, you know, when he's in the tomb and and uh, he he doesn't give him the whip and he takes, you know, he, he takes the uh, the idol, the idol. When Indiana Jones finds him, I didn't know that that was Doc Ock that was dead because it really didn't look like him. Yeah, know? it was it was a bad rubber head. Okay, I was like, I was like, okay, is that supposed to be him? I'm like, okay, I'm going to assume it's him because I haven't seen him at this point. But you know, it's cool. It, it was pretty. It was a good way to start off the movie. You know, it was really action packed. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, he's a teacher. That's the like, best part. That's what I love is this guy's like a big action hero. Wow, this is cool. He's running from all these people and doing this. And then next thing you know, wait, this guy's a professor? <laughs> yeah, that that really threw me for a loop. I was like, okay, he's a teacher. Okay, that kind of makes sense. And then we get into some people would call it exposition. But you needed this scene for the guys to explain, you know, the arc and the yeah. purpose and you know the, the whole reason why he's gonna go you know go out there and do his quest or journey or however you want to define it and i i like it. it's cool uh i did see some regarding henry in here sir during this scene but it was cool right because like i told you, you you're regarding henry i man. do what can i say i really i really <laughs> the like movies in the bottom 10 of the <laughs> 70 movies he's done i'm sorry dude i've always liked that movie man but it's only when he was a professor though the rest of the time it's like okay he's indiana jones it's cool stuff but it was only there in this scene where i was like the way he's like talking and stuff i'm like okay you know but it's kind of like his secret identity almost you know it's like once he puts on the glasses and suit He's like he talks different than he does yeah. when he's Indiana Jones, you know. So let's talk about this girl. What the hell happens to her in the sequel, man? You'll have to wait to find out, man. So is he another pimp, and he just gets a new girl every movie, or what? Um, well, they're not. The movies aren't in order. What? No, number two is a prequel to number one. Are you serious? Yeah, Temple of Doom takes place. They. They put the dates right at the beginning of the movie. This one's set in 1936. Right. Uh, Temple of Doom was earlier than that. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. So so Temple of Doom is the first prequel out of all prequels? <laughs> yeah. And it took me a long time to figure that out when I was a kid. Even though they put the date right there on the screen right at the beginning, I never put two and two together until years down the road. Like, why oh. what, Why isn't Marion? What happened to her? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So interesting. All right. Um, let me I see. love Marion, man. I think she's a cool, she's a tough lady. I do. I love her where she's just like, you know, especially in her bar, you know, yeah. she out drinks that guy and he falls over and you know, you don't talk to me that way in my bar. She's yep. really cool. She kind of, she, that I don't, one person was saying how she kind of reminds you of uh Margot Kidder. I'm like, no way, man. She's way better than Margot Kidder. Way, way better than Margot Kidder. Way better. And I'm, I was, okay. I'm like, okay, I know this lady. Where have I seen her? And I'm like, okay, Starman, Scrooged, yep. Yep. uh, the Sandlot. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now it's all hitting me who she is. Excellent. So yeah, I really, really dug her. Now, evidently, I found out she comes back in number four. Yeah, she'll be back for Crystal Skull. All right. Guess we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So um, I definitely, like you said, bring in back the historical stuff. I dig that. It's cool. I never actually questioned that uh, piece 
of the uh, historicalness of the arc or anything. It was just when I got to the end. And I was like, seriously, people complain about aliens and you see all this? And I was totally mind blown. I couldn't get it. But I guess your explanation, you know, kind of kind of. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's the one thing that I really like about this movie is because I love all kinds of weird history. And I like the exposition that they go through explaining all that and showing the pictures and him drawing it and all that. And I'd rather you take the time and it's a perfectly fine spot to have that and him, why he would be explaining it rather than having exposition throughout the movie, trying to explain it like, all right, we're going to stop. Or explain what's going, what's going to happen in the rest of the movie, and then we're just going to kick into action. Yeah, take five minutes, get it out of the way, be done with it. Yeah. I, I hear you. You know, there's one effect that I really love is the map. Plane. The map, that's the best. I love that, dude. That was pretty awesome because, you know, it's telling you, okay, if they just show you a map and you see a red line, you're like, okay, and then if you just see a plane, you're like, okay, but by doing the the half half. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, this plane is traveling this far. Wow, look how far it's going. Yeah, it, it oh, tells, they stop here, they're stopping there. Yeah, it tells a lot of story in a couple of minutes. I yeah. mean, a couple seconds, I should say. I thought that was a pretty nice effect. I really dug that. That was pretty awesome. That's, I agree. That's one I've always loved. They use it in all the movies, too, which is great. Oh, they do? Okay, excellent. Because I was going to say, that's one thing that kind of gives it, like, really cool, like, oh, that's pretty awesome, and I don't really see that a lot. I, in fact, I don't really know another movie that really does that a whole lot. No, that's that's kind of their thing. It is okay. Yeah. Now, one thing I did notice is that he has facial hair in the beginning, and then when he's the professor, he does it, and then when he goes on, you know, before he gets to the bar, he's got facial hair again. I mean, well, it's, dude, it's a long flight from the well, U.S. to Tibet. Well, good point. I mean, it, it's true. <laughs> You're going to get some 5 o'clock shadow on that 17-hour <laughs> plane flight. It just looked like he had more than 5 o'clock shadow. That's all I'm saying. Hey, dude, as soon as he puts the fedora on, the stubble comes. So what do you think of his outfit, man? Dude, it's classic. It is so iconic. That's The one thing about Indiana Jones and uh, is, I mean... To, to be an iconic character, man, to have you have to have something iconic about you. And for me, at least for me, that fedora and the bullwhip, you just set those out there like there's Indiana Jones. You know, I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, dude, you just throw the leather jacket on, you're set. Yeah. Now, forgive me if I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who has the glasses, who gets the his hand burned and gets the. Oh, Tot. Tot. German. The first time he comes in, he sounds like Heath Ledger when he's like, good evening, so commissioner. <laughs> it's, like, it's the first thing I heard when that guy walked in. He used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. Really? Was it? Oh, because he, you know, he's got the poker and he's got that just that sick smile on his face all the time. Doesn't it look like Dr. Doom? I'm, yeah. I from, mean, uh, Dr. Doom is in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Is that Dr. Doom? I thought that's his name. Dr. Maybe. Uh, anyways, Christopher Lloyd, who framed Roger Rabbit is exactly yep. who I thought of this guy. He looks just, which would make sense because Steven Spielberg produced that movie. Why not use some of his stuff? You know? Yeah. He used to, Todd used to just creep me out. Just that grin, you know, he's coming at her with the poker and, oh man. Yeah. I, I don't like that guy. <laughs> so is this movie rated PG? Uh, is it PG or PG 13? It is PG. Dude, there's a lot of headshots and a lot of violence in this movie, man. Yeah, but this was 1980s, 1981 PG. 
This was before they really started using the system. Good point. You, know? you, you mean, look, for example, Gremlins is PG and it should be rated R. Right. So I get, well, okay, one, I get what you're saying. One of the things that, that um, they did get a higher rating and, and Lucas and Spielberg wanted PG because they wanted this to be a family movie. And they got a higher rating from, spoiler alert, at the end when Belloc's head explodes. They said that's too too violent, too gory. Right. So they made the ending a little more cartoonish. Okay. And put some of that more, put more fire in front of it so that it was a little more obscured. And that got them back down to a PG rating. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about the ending when we get there. So um, now there's one thing. Uh, my first like laugh out loud moment was when uh, Indiana Jones is facing the guy with the sword and he shoots him. Classic, classic moment. I laughed so hard, and I was like, wow. You know, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've known this. This is a well-worn Hollywood story about that that scene. Okay, what's up? So they, they filmed this movie over in Tunisia, and everybody, cast and crew, was getting food poisoning and dysentery and whatever from living and eating in Tunisia. And so when they filmed the scene, the scene was supposed to be a big thing where Harrison Ford or Indy and this guy have a big fight in the market. He's taking the swords away from this guy with his bullwhip. It was this whole thing. Harrison Ford had serious food poisoning. And uh, they tried it a couple times, and it just wasn't working. And he turned to Spielberg and said, how would I just shoot the guy? And he goes, do it. (laughs) Like, perfect. Like, I'm going back to the trailer. I'm sick. (laughs) <laughs> so that's it was a total ad lib like look dude i have i'm not well let's cut this short that's awesome and it's one of the most it's one of the most memorable scenes because it is so unexpected you you get the whole flare of the guy with the swords like ah and you're like oh this is about to go down and he just looks at him like oh and you can tell when you rewatch it he's just sweating he's not well <laughs> yeah his face didn't look good yeah uh, it kind of reminds me of course i mean this would have been taken from this movie but it kind of reminds me in tim burns batman you you get the guy with the sword and batman just kicks him in the face and yeah i mean it's 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 been borrowed a few times because it is it's so unexpected you're because you've already seen him have so many fights with people he had the fights in the bar he's already had some fights in the market and you're like, oh, here we go. This is going to be a big showdown. It's just like, bang, that's done, whatever. <laughs> okay, now I have a problem with something, and I need some help here. So all the people, they seem to always surround Indiana Jones, and I don't know if they're attacking him or if they're happy to see him. I don't get it. It confuses the hell out of me. Uh, it depends on where you are in the movie with it. Okay, really. so, all right. So at first... Uh, in the very beginning, they're like, I think they're attacking him because he uh, he he tips over, uh, you know, he's looking for uh, Marion. He's tipping over all those. Oh, he's tipping over the baskets. Marion just got kidnapped. Right. And then they go up to him, and I thought it was because they were upset, but they're barely touching him. And I'm like, okay, I don't get it. Yeah, I that one, I mean, I'm not sure. They're just kind of yelling at him and just kind of surrounding him. It's a weird dynamic because people in the town are alternately like against him and then helping him and like yeah he, you know he he gets saved by the kids the one time when sala sends the kids in to to kind of rescue indy you know and then you've got the monkey that's working for the one-eyed guy yeah 
and, and then like he's on the horse and they're all like chasing him, but it looks like they're cheering. So these guys really confused me. I didn't know the motivation behind these guys. I don't know if there is a real motivation because they do. Then they do work for him towards the end of the movie to help him hide the truck. When right. He comes pulling into the town with the truck and the Germans are chasing him. Right. You know, as if they knew that he was coming because they're all ready for him. He pulls in town and they set up a market around him. Very weird. Right. Okay. I really like the monkey. It's got a really cool effect. You know, when Mm -hmm. he just kind of wraps his tail, it's kind of cool. And, of course, uh, he dies from, you know, getting poisoned. Bad dates. Yeah. Uh, I I think the monkey was in the movie for the right amount of time. Not, Not too long, but not too short. It worked for the scenes that it was in. Because, you know, sometimes monkeys will... Uh, unless it's a monkey movie like Project X with Matthew Roderick, which is awesome. <laughs> but uh, unless it's specifically a monkey movie, sometimes they kind of overstay their welcome. Yeah. And I thought the monkey had a decent, perfect amount of time in the film. And he was funny when he needed to be. And, you know, then he died. So, I mean. I just I just loved the communications, like the the hand communications between the monkey and the, and the one-eyed guy who is, you know, his owner or whatever. When, like. Indy throws the monkey in the truck and the car and they're about to take off. The monkey looks out and the one eyed guy's on his motorcycle, like giving him hand signals like, no, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This monkey's really (laughs) on the plot. Right. Yeah. That was funny. When we get to the scene with the, where he has to take the pole and he has to light it up to where the, the sun. Yeah. Yeah. That was in for all my uncharted gamer out gamers out there. There's a in Uncharted three, I believe. I have to go into a room with a pole, and there's there's uh, 200 holes, but you have to put it in the right one to get the picture to line up with the pole that you're putting in. It could take you hours to figure it out, but when you do, it's so cool, and there's a light that shines through it. So I was like, you know, of course it would th- that game would have pulled from this movie, but yeah. I, I mean, being in the time period I'm watching it, you know, since I've never seen it. It was pretty cool, you know, to be like, ah, you know, I've played this level before in a video game. It's pretty awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was just, I don't know, I, I had a pretty different connection with the movie because, yes, I'm watching it as an adult and I'm not watching as a kid. But because I've played these video games that are so reminiscent to this movie, it helps bring me in the world versus, you know, looking at it from an adult perspective and not looking at it from a kid's perspective. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Because... Let's face it, you're watching these movies with that nostalgia factor that me and you always watch these movies in. I don't have that, you know? This is probably the one movie where you have nostalgia and I don't. Oh, yeah. You know? So I'm going to be coming at this movie at a different perspective, which is the whole reason why you wanted to do this. Exactly. But but it was – when I was feeling – I should say this. When I'm feeling disconnected from this movie, those those things that he does – and reminds me of what I'm playing in, in those games kind of brings me back, you know, right. because there's some times where I'm getting disconnected because I'm just like, okay, it's moving a little slow. I kind of want it to move a little bit faster, but I'm, I feel like I need to watch it a few more times, you know? I agree. It's kind of my, I like the first time it's like, okay, I got to do it for this review. I got to write notes. Uh, I'm missing stuff. And then the second time I just need to watch it to just, sit back, relax, and enjoy it. So I think basically what my rating is on this movie is that 
depending how two and three go will determine if I raise my score on this one, kind of like we did in the Rockies series. Like yeah, I, I think we, we go individually, and then at the end we recap. Yeah. I have a set score currently, but based on how two and three goes, could possibly bump this one up. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing the fact that I'm going to go back and rewatch this one just to know the fact I'm not going to be sitting down and kind of, I kind of had a lot of pressure watching this movie in (laughs) in all honesty. I really wasn't comfortable watching this because I, I, I had a lot of pressure on me because everybody wants to know what I'm thinking of this movie. I got all this, like, you know, I got two years worth of jokes about how I've never seen this movie. So it's kind of like I have, I don't know, peer pressure, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't able to enjoy the movie like I should have because of the fact I've never seen this before. So I have all that extra baggage on me. It's kind of how I feel when I watch this movie. All right. You know, but I'm trying to push that aside and continue on. So when we get to the snake pit, man, scared the hell out of me, I might add. <laughs> um, I love from the snake pit going on, man, I am full blown aboard because yeah, I would I say mean, before the snake pit, it was like, I'm a half and half. Go on. Okay. No, yeah. No, I mean, that, that's kind of where we are is he falls. He, well, he goes into the pit of snakes. And, uh, dude, I love. I mean, that's one of my favorite lines in this whole franchise. And it's just, you know, classic. It's snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> you know, of all the things. that Because he established in the beginning, you know, when he's in the plane with Jock, like, I hate snakes. And, of course, there's. 50,000 snakes just coming out of every hole everywhere in this place. Yeah, man. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> and, and those are, if they're not real snakes, those have got to be the best mechanical snakes. No, I've they were ever snakes. Seen. They were, there was a mix of every kind of snake. They went to every snake place over there to get them. And some of them there are just like our lizards, legless lizards. But it, they're real. They weren't mechanical so when he's staring at that cobra in the face, telling me that's real? From what I read, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, but you, you also have to realize, and you can't see it in the newer adaptations of the movie, but uh, originally you could see in spots where there is, you could see the reflection where there was glass between uh, oh. Indy and Marion and the snakes. In yeah. certain certain shots, you could see reflections. So you could tell that they were protected. Yeah, they were protected. Excellent. Because before he goes into the snake thing, when there's, uh, you know, the lightning and thunder going on, that looked really bad, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they're opening the lid and, yeah. and they're showing Sala, it looked so, yeah, that does still look bad. But I love his his partner in crime, um, the, the guy that. Sala. Yeah, Sala. Yep. I really enjoy this character. He was super fun times for me. Yeah. Uh, the best digger, you know, in Cario. <laughs> I I really love this guy. He was uh, he had the right amount of comic relief. He had the right amount of emotional value. Uh, he was very likable. Uh, he wasn't uh dragging down Indiana Jones in regards to you know camera time. So yeah. he was. No, he's just he's, he's just he's a great friend, and you know he's doing he'd do anything for Indy, and he had all the connections. Am I gonna see this guy again? I believe you will. Okay. I'm excited. I can't wait to see this guy again. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's good. I mean, you know who he is, right? Uh, No. John Reese davies He he looked, yeah, very familiar, 
But yeah, it wasn't you know wasn't hitting me across the face like with Doc. He's Ock. um he's uh what's his now why am I drawing a blank from Lord of the Rings the. Uh... And considering I've never seen those movies, that doesn't help. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? No, I have not. All right. <laughs> Dude, my wife won't let me watch those movies either because she watched the first movie and she was like, oh, this movie's terrible. It's nothing really? like the book. No way. I'm not watching the rest of them. So I didn't even bother, dude. My wife hated the first my one. My wife watched the first one finally a couple years ago and was obsessed. And we had to watch all of them, the extended versions over the course of like three weeks. Yeah, uh, it took it took me five years to get her to watch them, but once once she did, she's like, "Holy cow, these are great!" Yeah, I'll I'll check it out, man. I mean, I guess we'll add it to this series, you know. It'll be, <laughs> be interesting. Uh, he was in uh, the Living Daylights. He was uh he was a voice in Aladdin. Um, he's also Man Ray in SpongeBob. Um, he was in Untouchables, the TV series. So yeah, I guess Lord of the Rings would be the biggest, you know, yeah. most famous role for this guy. Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah, Sala's great though. One of my favorite lines in this movie is you're in the desert. It takes, it, it's three weeks in every direction. I mm-hmm. was like, that's a brilliant line. I don't know why I like that line so much, but that was so good, dude. It was just one of those like simple lines, but it made so much sense. And I just started laughing cause it's so true. You're yeah. in the desert. There's no escaping. It's three weeks in every direction. He's so. like, so sit down and eat. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> let's, let's hang out. So um, I love the, you know, the son of a, you know, the son of a beeline that, mm-hmm. that Indiana Jones says, you know, when he's getting trapped in there, man, that was some, oh, that's crazy, dude, because I'm like, okay, you've established the fact that you're in a snake pit. How are you going to get out? So I really enjoyed this moment because I, I was pretty, uh, you know, my emotional value started to like really kick in gear where I'm just like kind of on the edge of my seat. Like, how are they going to get out? I'm like, and I'm trying to look at this as realistic as possible. You know, I'm like, I'm yeah. hoping they're not going to do some Superman move here. You know, make <laughs> make make it legitimate, you know? And it worked. I dug it, man. It was it was pretty intense scene. I dug it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it. And and like like we talked about earlier, when he, he gets up and he's trying to knock that big statue to knock a hole in the wall as soon as he gets the statue to move here comes the indie theme behind him you know yeah the music starts playing he gets it going i mean it's like as soon as he pulls out the bullwhip here comes the music exactly i did have a problem though when they go when they fall into that uh you know in that room Mm -hmm. why do the dead start screaming i mean skeletons don't scream is that just supposed to be an effect or what because i was that kind of took me out a little bit i was like uh skeletons don't scream I don't know. I kind of always just assumed that was just an effect. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's... Just something to startle you. Maybe it's supposed to be, like, I guess that gray area where maybe it's in her head and or something. It just... I, I got the impression that the skeletons were screaming at her. Hmm. You know? It, it's obviously not the ending where we get the supernatural stuff. Right, right. But it kind of took me out a little bit. I was like, uh, I don't know if I like that. So I think I need to rewatch that part again and kind of kind of i don't know it was the one thing i was like i i had so much excitement with this scene and then i felt like it got ruined with the screaming skeletons but most people aren't (laughs) going to care you know they're going to be like as you said they're going to be startled that's the whole point of the effect i mean it is the 80s ridiculous stuff happens so i mean i go with it i'm just saying i kind of wanted your perspective on 
if they were supposed to do that or not. Yeah, that never. I don't know. That never really bothered me. So okay, know. all right. So if it doesn't bother you, then you know, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I really dig the dude. The Star Wars scream, man. Most people, whenever I say it, no, nobody knows what I'm talking about. But when they get when the guy gets thrown out of the of the truck, he mm-hmm. does that scream, and it's mm-hmm. the Star Wars scream, and it happens all the time in the Star Wars movies, and no one ever knows what I'm talking about. Since you're the Star Wars guy, you got to know what I'm talking about, right? The Star Wars scream, right? The, yeah. Okay, excellent. I loved hearing that when that guy <laughs> was thrown out, and he does the scream. I love that scream, man. I think George Lucas just just used that in random spots in all his things. Yeah, except Howard the Duck. It was never in that movie. <laughs> right, right. But it, it, oh, I forgot George Lucas did write this. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I I love hearing that. It's like it's my second favorite sound effect to the you know in Star Wars. You know, is the lightsaber obviously number one, and then that scream is number two. <laughs> it's cool. This is kind of how I'm feeling, how I how I'm going to feel with this series. I think with Star Wars, I would rather watch Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi any day over Star Wars, but mm-hmm. I still like Star Wars. Yeah. The lot, you know, the New Hope. Yeah. So that's kind of how I'm I'm thinking I'm going to feel with this one. I like this movie. But I will watch number two and three any day over this one. It's kind of how I'm feeling. Yeah, I I'm think curious I'm curious what you say at the end. Okay. You mean when we're all done? Yep. Okay. And you're talking about the fourth one too, right? <laughs> sure. Or are you talking about when <laughs> I get to the end of three? Yeah. Then I'll be like, okay, well, three sucked. And... I'm kind of, no, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see how you rank them because okay, um, I'm I'm always curious to see how people rank these movies in okay. their you know their personal reviews. Yeah, you'll be like, man. You'll never believe it. This idiot, never seen these movies, man. It's the first time ever. And this is what he thinks of the Indiana Jones series. So at least you'll have a fun story to tell people at work. <laughs> no, dude, I'm enjoying this. This is, this is good. This okay. Is good. All right, cool. So um, I really – oh, go ahead. I was going to say – I was just going to say, uh, you know, they get out of that snake pit. And this is actually where my favorite action happens is as Indy's chasing the arc. You know, they steal the arc away. The Germans get it. Oh, yeah. and he follows it. They find the plane where they're gonna they're gonna take the arc. They're gonna about to load it on the plane. And the fight, the yeah. next fight he gets in with the German as the plane is circling around. Yeah, my favorite scene as well. I love it. I love it. And then next next thing you know, all right, the plane blows up. Oh, they're gonna load it on a truck. We gotta chase that truck now. And then the the fight on the moving truck. I mean, these are some of the best action sequences i just love them and they're they're really like especially the truck scene is really just a throwback to old movies you know horse chasing a truck you know and the fight is they're rolling down the road and everything but so well done yeah that was the where the scream came in was on that was on that truck you're right this is my favorite scene and i just love how it just randomly goes in a circle (laughs) never moves and it's just convenient and he's a lefty man yeah you know, when he punches, he, he likes to hit with that left hand. You know, I really dug it. And there's one thing I really loved in this movie that they did that I thought was very awesome. And that's the fact they made Indiana Jones get shot. Because yeah. most of these movies, the guy would walk away without a scratch. And this one, they made him get shot in the arm. I thought that was really cool. It was really effective. And I kind of like how the blood kind of squirted all over the, you know, the um, the dash that was awesome. I well, really, that, I really but, I mean, that. 
the, the you know, he's sitting there in the passenger seat of that truck when he got shot, and then the German who's driving just punches him in in the the wound twice. Like you see the blood, and it's like, all right, punch him in the punch him right in that spot twice. You see just blood all over his knuckles. Right. You know, like yeah, that guy got shot. I'm gonna aim for that. You know. Now, how do you feel about the scene where he's being dragged by the rope? Because... I love it. Now, <sighs> that scene is a scene that the the stunt guy who did most of it, Harrison Ford was actually on the back when they did the part of him just being dragged by the truck. That was him. But the stunt guy had wanted to do that in a couple of movies previous to that and couldn't get it done right. It didn't turn out right. And so he convinced Spielberg to let him do let's do this where he goes under the truck and all that and actually finally did it and finally got it right okay wouldn't he have gotten more jacked up I mean I mean think about it you're getting you're getting you know rocks should be ripping your clothes I mean he shouldn't have any pants left after that well all right here's the secret so the truck sits higher from the road than a normal truck right so you can see him when they show the side view, him kind of climbing along underneath. And if you look closely at the scenes where he's still underneath the truck, you can see that there's a trench dug uh, where the where his body is so that he's not touching the ground at all. Uh-huh. You can see that there's this big trench the truck is driving over so that he can go. And so, yeah, I mean... You know, he's he's only under underneath the truck for a little while before he gets to the back and he's just being dragged like, you know, behind a horse. Oh, that's not my problem. Him being under the truck. I'm totally cool with that. I'm talking about when he's actually on the rope being drugged, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's trying to climb up. He should be jacked up, man. He should have his clothes (laughs) ripped and like his face cut, all that stuff. That's that's what I'm talking about. I, that's what I was asking you. He's, How do you feel about that? Because... He's Indiana Jones, man. Through the entire time, <laughs> he never lost his hat once. It's true. He went under the truck and was dragged, and the hat never came off. Good point. With that logic, then yeah, it's all good in the hood. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, there was something I was gonna say, and I can't remember. And it's oh, it's annoying me right now. <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh. Now I remember what it was because you were talking about the the trench and stuff. Mm -hmm. The biggest screw up that I love and I don't want to I want to go back because I know I'm skipping ahead. But is where the guy who I like to refer to as the bad guy from um, Roadhouse, the guy in the white suit with the Mm -hmm. hat on. Yeah, Yeah, uh, because that guy looks exactly like the guy in Roadhouse or, or Roadhouse guy looks like him. But. When Indiana Jones has the gun and, you know, he's threatening to blow up the, you know, blow up the gold arc. That's the arc, right? He swallows a bug. He's yeah, it's sitting the, right on his lips. <laughs> yeah, the bug goes on his cheek and crawls in his mouth and he doesn't lose character. Yep. That was amazing, dude. I was like, hell no. Did I, did, did I just have a skip in my DVD or what? So I, I went back and I played it and then I did it in slow motion just to make sure it wasn't a jack up on anything. It was a real like blooper, if you will. I yep. loved it, man. That was amazing, dude. That's good times. That's <laughs> got to be, be my favorite. Well, actually, one thing I noticed was in the very beginning of the tomb was when Indiana Jones is trying to climb up after he doesn't have his whip is his teeth are all like his two front teeth are all brown. And then the moment he gets out, they're back to white again. Hmm. So I, I noticed that right away. It's where he's struggling to climb up, and he's grabbing that uh, 
the weed. He's trying yep. to grab the weed to climb up. Look at his front teeth. They're all brown. Hmm. And and then they go back to white again. So Very good. Good eye, huh? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, now, here's the thing, man. I really love the scene where, you know, he's yelling at Marion and he's like, what are you doing? And then he tells her to kiss him where, you know, like, where do you want me to kiss you where it hurts, you know? Oh, on the plane? Yeah. I like or on the boat? Yeah. Yeah. I like his smoothness of, uh, you know, getting her to kiss him. But then he falls asleep. Seriously? Hey, man, he's been through a lot. Man. The man just got shot. But. He does do his damage, though, because, you know, she doesn't have clothes on the next scene. So <laughs> so I, I guess Indiana Jones, you know, he must have woke up later. It's OK. Yeah, he, yeah. he redeemed himself. But right before then, I was very confused and I had to rewind the scene is the guys that give up the girl. And I'm like, wait a second. I thought they were supposed to be helping Indiana Jones. But I realized that they were just protecting him. And pretending to offer her up, but just say, no, we'll keep her for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So they were just trying to do reverse psychology. Pretty right? much. Yeah. Okay. Because I was, I didn't understand those guys. I was like, wait a second. I thought they were good guys. And then when, and then I'm like, wait, they're cheering that Indiana Jones is getting on, you know, that he's across the sea, getting on the. Well, it was a submarine, right? Uh, I don't know if it was a submarine or a regular ship. It looked like a submarine to me, but. The submarine that never went underwater, so I was really confused. Yeah. So, but but then when I rewound it and watched the scene again, I was like, oh, okay, they're just doing reverse psychology. It's all good. I dug it. So. Yep. So um now, one question after uh I guess maybe it's before the kissing scene, Marion is uh at a mirror, and she hits some guy. Who was that guy? She hits some guy. Yeah, she. She takes the mirror and she flips and it hits some guy. And I have no idea who that guy is. I know she hits something. It, I swear it was the guy because I heard a scream. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. No. Dude, I can't be the only one that noticed this. <laughs> it's right before she does the kissing thing. Uh -huh. she, she's at a mirror, one of those long yeah. ones, the ones that flip. And yeah. she goes to flip it and she hits somebody. I thought she hit Indiana Jones. And then the, <laughs> and then the next... It's time I see him, he's all cool. So I'm like, oh, well, she obviously didn't hit that guy. So was it a guy trying to break in their boat or something? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I guess they stumped the master here. <laughs> so good times. All right. Um, and then we get to uh, then we get to the end, sir. Yep. Um, you know, I I really dig the conflict that he had in regards to you know I'm just gonna blow you guys away. And mm -hmm. then when the guys turns it around on him and says, look, you're the history buff. You know, are you willing to sacrifice this? Be my guest. Dude, that was really cool scene, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is good, man. He's standing there with the bazooka and, and, and that's, that kind of encapsulates what I like about the character so much is that, you know, he's, he's a hero, you know, he's kind of the hard luck hero. And it's all about his, you know, scientific curiosity and his beliefs. That's what kind of drives him to do what he's doing. Right. And he's really all about the artifacts. And his classic line that's in every movie is, it belongs in a museum. You know, every time he's going after one of these artifacts. And, you know, usually the people are trying to take it for either for money or for their, their the power that it possesses. And he's just like, look. It belongs in the museum. It belongs to everybody, you know? Right. 
And that's the one thing I like about him is like, look, I could end this. And personally, I would win this battle against Belloc and the Germans and whatever. But can I destroy the thing that I'm I'm here for, you know? Right. So, I mean, in all reality, Indiana Jones is, you know, I mean, comparing him to Han Solo, you know, because I know you said you don't want to, you know, pick one over the other. But Han Solo is more of a. Yeah, you know, a guy that's all about himself versus right. Indiana Jones isn't. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I, like I said, I love Harrison Ford and Star Wars, but I think I'm enjoying it more as Indiana Jones. The the thing with the 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 key difference between them is, I mean, they're both. You look at Indy, you look at Han Solo. They're both brave. They're both adventurous. They're both cocky. Right. Um. The the thing that I like about Indy is he also has this intelligence he's a professor and he's human he's very human he's he's not superhuman he he doesn't go looking for a fight usually you know whereas han solo will you know he doesn't really search out the fight but he doesn't back down from the fight and the biggest thing is he proves he's human i mean he's they he has a fear he has a very real fear that they show you know he can be hurt he can be shot all that none of that ever happens to han solo He's not afraid of anything. Right. You know? And that's so I I like that they do the whole snake thing, which, you know, yeah, they play it up and it's it's funny and whatever, but it also humanizes this guy who's, you know, a big, an action hero. And it's like, but one little snake and he's terrified, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I never once laughed at that snake stuff, man. I was actually, because I knew that those were all real snakes. It actually got me scared, dude. I really yeah. was invested in in that scene i mean yeah the your favorite scene is my favorite scene but like as far as like the most that i was like oh full on board like inside was in that snake pit man i was like man i am like man because i hate snakes i hate spiders and it was (laughs) it was shot so well it was so it was done so good and dude i would have just stood there peed my pants and let something (laughs) bite me man so I think that's when I was like, man, I love this guy because this guy can overconquer his fear. And I mean, it's definitely I can see why kids dig this guy because he tells you to stand up against your fears. You know, Mm -hmm. it's good stuff. So, I I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know. Was I supposed to laugh at that scene? No, I'm thinking more the the first scene where they show, you know, when he's on the. Oh. On the uh, plane, and the snake comes up, and he starts freaking out because you've just seen this guy be like a big hero. Oh, okay, you know? I gotcha. and then it's like, wait a minute, this guy's afraid of snakes. Gotcha. You know, like I didn't think he was afraid of anything. He wasn't afraid of all the tarantulas all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, creepy. All right, sir. So let's talk about the end, man. Yep. Um, how do you feel about the end? Because right, let's just put it this way: I wish I never knew anything about the fourth movie. I really do because it really pisses me off because I know about the fourth movie because I didn't know about all this hate and then I hear it's because of aliens. So the ending of this movie got ruined for me because I all I could think of is you people are pissed off about aliens and mm, you have still, this scene. Just wait till you see the fourth one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I'm just saying I would have loved this ending had I not known about the hate of four because – you know, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. No, I hear what you're saying. Because I really like this. It's shot well. I love how he's like, close your eyes. And it's like, whoa, you know, these spirits are all coming out. It looks really good. And then they become scary. It was done very well. But all I could think of in the back of my mind is 
people are mad about four. So that's the only thing I wish I could get over. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is that you've you've set up through this entire movie that this is what the arc is. This is why Hitler wants it is because it has this amazing power. Right. And, you know, legitimately, that's why he wanted it. And so you say, you know, well, it it contains the wrath of God. It contains the power of God in, in this in this arc. Who knows what it's going to be when you open it, you know? Right. And I I always loved it when he's like, you know, close your eyes. Don't look at him, Marion, you know? And and that was the whole thing was just close your eyes. And, I, you know, some of the effects were kind of meh. Yeah. Um, but mostly you know, the ghost stuff. Not really the, the yeah. fire and the face melting actually looked pretty good. Yeah. It was most of the ghost stuff. But still, for 1981, pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, with the where he tells Marion that you know, close your eyes. How do you know? How did he know to do that? I guess is my question to you. How did he know to that just closing their eyes would? Yeah, would would save them. I don't know. He knows everything. He's Indiana Jones. <laughs> I, um, I remember. I do remember reading something a long time ago that there that it was set up earlier in the movie um he said something about it this is man i'm trying to dig in my memory that he'd said something earlier in the movie about about not looking at it or something for the life of me i can't remember right now but supposedly they they'd set it up earlier but i can't remember all right fair enough i mean it's i don't have a problem with it i was just curious if you knew like uh, it's like, I don't know. It's like he knew, man, if I will be safe, if we close our eyes or mm-hmm. was it, he was too scared to want to look and no, know. it was, it was definitely, you know, cause he saw that they, as soon as they started opening the lid, he's like, don't look at it. No matter what happens, don't look at it. You know, he knew that, that, that there was bad things. If you, you know, I mean, if you looked at it at all, you know, obviously, right. Right. So is, I'm supposed to understand that when the fire happened, it essentially it did hit them because I know you know her rope was uh, on fire, but it didn't burn them because they weren't looking. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm trying to find logic here. That you know I'm just asking. I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I'm just asking logically here, so I so I can understand this that the they because they kept their eyes closed. And they didn't bother the spirits, made them safe, and everybody else was dead because they looked at them. Right. That, that's what I got out of the ending, is that you got the wrath of God because you jacked around. You know, you don't mess in the spiritual world, people. I'm telling you, okay? That's, Basically. Yeah. You don't do that, all right? You don't do that today, people. So if you're out there messing in the spiritual world, you need to quit, man. Don't be messing with no Luigi boards or whatever those things are called. <laughs> don't be doing that crap. But that's what I'm. My, my understanding is, is that they messed with the spiritual world. They got the wrath, but because Indiana Jones and Marion did not mess with the spiritual world, they were safe, including from the fire. So. Yep. Okay. Excellent. Good times. So I think I like the ending more now. Good times. So. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we talked that out. All right, sir. Um, since we're at the end of the movie, um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go into ratings, sir? Um, as <laughs> <laughs> your kids being Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, just I for me, this I love this movie for all of the cool action in it. I think that there's so many underrated action sequences kind of throughout where you, you have that cool opening that we talked about, you have the big bar fight, 
You have the fight in the market where Marion disappears. I mean, let me tell you, dude, that broke my heart when I was a kid, and I thought Marion blew up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, cool. I was like, what? No way. Yeah. You know, you have the fight by the plane with the big, bald German, and then you have the, the truck chase. I mean, it's good times, man. It's it's great. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what you think going forward with the, with the next movies. But um, there is one thing. There's a movie that I think everyone who enjoys this movie or whatever should check out. It's a movie I saw um, last year at our film festival. It's called Raiders an adaptation and it's a movie that these kids made back in the eighties. Uh, it was like four kids in a neighborhood had a, like a super eight camera down in, I think Georgia. And they started filming it and they wanted to shoot a scene by scene remake of Raiders okay. on their own. And it took them, I believe 14 years to finish it. Really? And, and it wasn't shot in order. And, you know, so the guy who plays Indy kind of ages and then goes back in different scenes. Right. You know, cause it took so long, but they made all their own stuff. They made all their own special effects and it is shot for shot. Instead of the monkey, they use the neighbor's dog. So the kid's walking around with his dog on his shoulder. They got like a, a friend's truck and you did the whole dragging them behind the truck sequence. They did they, the flaming bar fight scene. I, I, got to do a Q&A with these guys after the, after seeing the movie, which was really cool. And they explained the the flaming bar fight scene in Tibet they did in their mom's basement. Okay. And they had to shut down filming for a year because they set the basement on fire. <laughs> How did they do the ending with all the spirits? Um, the ending was really different. Uh, it was kind of different. It basically just kind of opened it up, and then it was just faces melting. They didn't really show the spirits. Okay. Um, the only scene that they didn't do that they couldn't do was the fight by the airplane because that was the only thing they couldn't oh. get was an airplane to use. So the movie, it's the best movie, scene of the movie they couldn't do. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing they couldn't get, but they did everything else. And it, it's it's hilarious and it's amazing to watch. And these guys I, I apparently did this in the 80s and wrapped it up, I guess, early 90s. And all of a sudden, in towards early 2000s, I guess, they get a call from Sp- Steven Spielberg. Well, this the one guy had been showing it around to people in his college, you know, when he was in college showing people like, yeah, we did this. This isn't pretty goofy and was dubbing copies of it. And eventually one of these copies made it to Steven Spielberg and they got a call one day like Steven Spielberg wants to see you. And they're like, yeah, right. They're like, no, he wants to see you. Like, oh crap, we're in trouble. Oh, (laughs) and go in and they watched it with him. And he's like, this is great guys. This is amazing. (laughs) Like, no way. So it's out there. It's I, I think it's on YouTube. Again, it's called Raiders and Adaptation. And it is well worth checking out. Now, the video quality is poor because it was made by a bunch of kids on a Super 8. Um, and so it kind of goes back and forth from quality. But, dude, it's amazing. You have to watch it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. You're, I totally forgot about Marion flowing up. Like I was like, oh, wow, they took her out fast. And, <laughs> man, yeah. Good times. Oh, so All right. We we doing some scores? Yes, sir. All right. Do you want I'll, Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I'll get mine out of the way because mine should be obvious. Mine's five stars. Uh, for me, this is in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Wow. Yep. You love it that much, huh? Yeah. This is this. Yeah. I mean, I look on my list. I have it as number eight in my all time favorite movies. Wow. Yep. Okay. 
So here is now to be fair, the 30 minutes that I saw part two was the uh, ones where they're um, going through all those, you know, they're in the barrel and, you know, going through all those loops and all that stuff. So like the big action stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. All right. I got to say this. I had a, a specific score set, but talking the movie through you you know, talking with you and getting different perspective, I've raised my score. So here we go. All right. All right. So this is, as with the Rocky series, uh, this is not set. This will change based on the rest of the series. So I'm going to go back and revisit this movie. First initial impressions watching it. Uh, originally I had three and a half stars. Okay. I have, yeah, I love it. Uh, I I have officially moved it and kept it at a solid four. It's my solid score is four stars. Um, I'm very this movie has opened the door for me to be excited to watch part two. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what the rest of the series has in store. Uh, I definitely enjoy the character. This is this could possibly be my favorite uh, Harrison Ford movie. I mean, this movie was really good times. I'm not sure if it's called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark or just Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm very confused in that. It's it was just Raiders of the Lost Ark. They they changed it when the the uh, DVD set came out a few years ago because they wanted it all to look the same. So they they changed it to be Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. But it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Now uh, my four uh, could definitely change based on uh, another viewing, how the rest of the series goes. That kind of thing. So this is just a, per, uh, a temporary score, four stars. Um, so with the possible, it's not going down, but it has a possibility of moving up. Very good. So that's that's kinda, fair. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So and considering the fact uh, I had a lot of things going against this movie, you know, that's that's good because um, I didn't want to watch the movie because number one, it's like. Uh, everybody's like, you have, you know, it's one of those things. Oh, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. And it's like, oh, you know, I want to watch it. When yeah, I want to watch. It's no it. fun to watch a movie under pressure. Right. Uh, number two, I have that pressure because everybody wants to know what does Mike think. You know, I got all these emails. Boy, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Blah blah. blah. It's like, okay. So I had a hard time removing that pressure. I'm not blaming anybody. You know, I don't want to get that out there because I, I'm very excited and, and very proud and very honored. That people want to know what I what I think and and my feelings on it. So that's very awesome. Just saying, I didn't want to disappoint anybody with how you know I come across with the movie. No, I don't think you need to worry about that. Look, we want your honest opinion. Like if you came and said, really, look, dude. I mean, if you were honest and said, look, Raiders, man, I give it a two and a half. It wasn't anything special. Yeah, I'd be a little mm, okay. But it, dude, it's not every movie is made for every person. You right. know. Um, so that's that's what I I'm very curious, you know, as you say going forward, just kind of your honest score on all these movies because nostalgia plays a plays a part in a, in everything we talk about. And as we know, nostalgia is a one star added on. Yeah, so so I, I'm giving it six stars. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, another thing, timepiece movies, um, I, I'm not a you know a huge fan of. But I I, lo- I do enjoy timepiece movies that are done very well. This is one of those movies that fit in that category for me of a timepiece done very well. You know, because there's some timepiece movies I watch and I just I absolutely hate with a passion. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this doesn't feel dated. 
You know, I mean, yeah, it's set in the 1930s, but it doesn't feel like, you know, to me, it, it, it doesn't feel stuck in that time, you know? Yeah, this movie still has a lot of heart. Yeah. You know, and a heart heart's going to take you a long way. So, so at this point, I'm at four. That's where I'm going to stay. And we shall see after two and three where I'm at. Uh, and, you know, then we'll go from there. So I can dig it. So I'm going to watch two and then I'll do three. I'll go back and rewatch one. That's what <laughs> cool. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. So on the review of three, I'll tell you my score of Raiders. Yeah, that, that's how we're going to do it. So I think that's fair. All right, sir. So should we hear what the STL Nation has to say? Oh, definitely. All right, let's do it. Speaking of STL Nation, they killed your MMM, your MMM, sir. <laughs> I loved it, man. We got some great emails, some first timers. We got it was awesome. You guys are excellent, dude. I love that little that thing that uh, Ryan says. He goes, "Thanks for uh, you know going out there to you know." <laughs> it's like his little way of like, "Well, thanks for going to STL Nation to get some emails." That's you know? right. You got to acknowledge the STL Nation shows up. That was pretty cool, sir. Yeah, you had time traveling Peter writing for the first time. I didn't even know he checks out your show, sir. That's good times, man. Hey, he, the man loves quality. What are you going to do? It's all good in the hood. So, All right. So our first email is from Cheerful Charlie, sir. All right. So, One word. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, STL fans. Raiders of the Lost Ark was a great movie. Harrison Ford rocked in that movie despite that he was scheduled to appear in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Indiana, I don't know if, you know. Uh, no, in Empire came out before this. Okay. You you would know, sir, you are the Star Wars man. Indiana Jones was a completely different character than Han Solo was. Harrison was great in it. Need to pick up those movies, Indiana Jones movies, on Blu-ray. That's what he had to say. All right. So thank you for writing in, Charlie. All right. So we have Blade. Got to save that one. Okay, got another Blade. All right, sir. Uh, we have John the Music Man. Who right. barely had anything to say. He's like, dude, I want to write in. I got nothing to say. So he's like, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, hey, STL, no time to talk. I'm so busy, but I got one word for both of the movies you're gonna review for Raiders and Blade. Awesome, with like a thousand exclamation points. John the music man. And then he had to go. So he just wants to hear his name on the podcast. It's true. You so, did it. <laughs> so uh sir, we have a new member of the STL Nation, sir. Woohoo! What happens when we get a new member, sir? Banzai! <laughs> oh man, I love when you do that at good times. Banzai, Daniel Sun! Hey, Banzai! 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 <laughs> All right, so um, our actually a listener who's been listening a very long time, Nathan, uh, wrote in and just recently became a member of the STL Nation. And I I love this guy. This guy has a nickname already. He takes his last name and he adds a number. It's Welty69. So, All right. so for, it's Nathan that's writing in. And here is his thoughts on Indiana Jones. He's like, this is one of the movies I think as a perfect movie, just enough action, not too slow. The effects were great for the time. 
I did like that this was the first time I remember seeing a map that travels with you and uh, goes over the lines and the lines go from the spot to the spot. That was cool. Harrison Ford was great as Indiana Jones. This portrayed the old serials Hollywood used to do little epic movies from time to time with great cliffhangers to get you to come in for the next one. Wish they would do that again now to make a lot of money. Uh, the boulder scene has been parodied uh, from cartoons to movies. Even if you don't know this movie, you've seen it a hundred other films. Uh, it's a great homage. The effects were great for the time, especially at the end with the head exploding, melting. That freaked me out. The music is epic, of course. It, the writers did what you're supposed to do. You give the hero a goal and you put stepping stones and in between. And just as he gets to the goal, you take away... Uh, which is true. I love what that guy would always say. Everything you get, I'm going to take away from There's you. There's nothing you can get that I cannot take away from you. Yeah, he says, that's great writing. I love this scene with the German on the plane, big nasty guy fighting Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford gets one hit punch and he goes on the ground. But what was really great was just before the fight, he puts his head up like you can fight and look. So the, sh- so the guy, uh, so the guy's shoes and the guy, oh, that's right. He has the guy look down at his shoes and the guy falls for the oldest trick in a book. Uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, the scary parts, uh, were places of skulls, all the dead bones. Um, and, uh, the Ark of the covenant was awesome. It looked just like it would be in the Bible action, uh, had scares, just a little bit of romance, all in all a great movie. I loved it as a kid and I love it now. It's one of my favorite movies and is eventually, what I want to go back to when I get a feel for a good writing job. Welty69 signing off. So thank you, Nathan, for writing in, sir. Good times. Yes, sir. All right. And our last one, sir, because I have a lot of blade, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one comes from uh, Time Traveling Peter, sir. Here's what he had to say. Greetings, Masoonists and STL Nation. Raiders of the Lost Ark is definitely one of those classics everyone must see. The movie was directed by Steven Spielberg in his prime, story by George Lucas, who brought a Star Wars, and the epic score by John Williams, who also did Superman and Star Wars. Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones was the perfect casting. I agree. Karen Allen was a good choice for the love interest, too. Around that time, I thought she was comparable to Margot Kidder from Superman. (laughs) I think it's awesome that Indiana Jones is a period movie and that it takes place back in the day before any of the fancy gadgets and weapons. I appreciate how our hero had to use his brains and wits. I've always loved the iconic beginning when uh, when he's trying to get the golden idol, and it's always fun to see him get away from the booby traps. Uh, real quick, would you rather go through all those booby traps by yourself or go face-to-face with the cobra in the Wells of Souls? That would be booby traps 100%, sir, because with snakes and spiders, I cannot handle it. So what about you? Uh, snakes and spiders. I'll take them. Seriously, over sure. booby traps? Yeah, dude, you got more of a you got more of a chance of living through booby traps than you do through snakes and spiders, man. Are you kidding me? I'm he, dead you serious. Saw, I saw people get killed by booby traps, and I see just the people, sunlight alone sent a poison dart at something. Dude, I see people get killed all the time from cobras, man. One bite, poof, you're down, man. If I'm going to get killed, I want it to be fast. I don't want it to be all like my body's boiling at 150 degrees and I got no functions of over my body. And no, man, I want to go out like that. Look, I'm too slow to be messing around with booby traps, all right? <laughs> I just get through the snakes and spiders. Hey, man, I've seen you. We're the same size. It's all good. Uh-huh. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the era of special effects where most of them were practical and not a whole lot of CGI. The people, man, I don't even know if there was CGI back then, really. I don't know, not much. The people melting still creeps me out. Kind of scary for a PG movie, but it was all from a different era. Overall, I give this movie 4.75 stars. Well, well, I'll be anxious to hear your take on the first entry of the series, Time Traveling Peter. So that is all our emails, sir. So thank you, everybody that wrote it. Oh, actually, I got one more. Ooh. I got one more. Bonus email. One final one from Top Gun Jason, sir. Right. This is the guy that's giving me the hardest time on this movie, the one that uh-huh. says that I lost my 80s cred. So <laughs> here we go. Dearest Miss Tunis, you are an enigma. And that's <laughs> a that's a fancy word for a puzzle. Yep. He's, he's very much a smart ass, sir. That's why I love this guy. Uh, you have seen some of the most obscure movies ever made, but you're a stranger to Indiana Jones. Dude, that hurt <laughs> my heart when he said that, man. <laughs> it did. So true, though. All right. When I was a kid, there were two men that influenced all boys, Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Because of your movie watching failure, I have to assume, <laughs> <laughs> I have to assume you're only half a man. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get all bent out of shape. I'm mostly kidding. Most- mostly kidding. <laughs> I just don't understand how such a cultured person such as yourself has no interest in indie. I'm shamed of it. The shame of it is you'll be watching it through the grown-up eyes, and that sucks. You need that childlike wonder when you watch these movies. Indiana Jones is sort of the perfect hero. His, he's brave, but, he's got, but he gets scared sometimes. That's right. He's, he's tough, but he still gets beaten up from time to time. What I'm saying is that he's the kind of quote-unquote, every man, and not the Superman. As bad as the last movie was, I still get choked up when I saw Indy climb out of that trunk. Do I know what that means? Or is he talking about number four? Number four. Okay. There are certain things that bring me back to my childhood, and Indy is one. I really hope you enjoy the movie, and I can't wait to hear how you enjoyed it. Hugs and kisses, Top Gun Jason. Well done, sir. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good times. So that is it for our emails. And uh, should we roll into the music spotlight, sir? Here we go. All right, let's do it. Here comes the ready and not. Here comes the boys from the sound. Here comes the ready and not. All right, sir. So for the music spotlight, I was thinking of two things. I was thinking of, uh, well, actually, I was only thinking of one thing. I was thinking of doing the uh, the Stone Temple Pilots song, but I was like, wait, they don't have one. But then I saw that Wrecking Ball, and I was telling you about it earlier in music mm-hmm. news. So you have to hear it, dude. I, I do. It's done so well. I like it. That's a great choice. Hey, dude, Wrecking Ball for Raiders, man. Big old Wrecking Ball rolling yeah, after him. Good point. It fits perfect with the Come movie. on. Yeah, there you go. So this is the uh, cover version of Miley Cyrus' Wrecking Ball. This is by the band King the Kid. So write that down. Go find these guys. They take a lot of songs and they remake it as a rock version. And I kid you not, this version is oh song. This song is amazing. The moment I heard it, I was like, wow, this is so good. So this is the music spotlight for you. So I like it. Good time. So uh, in regards to the next time me and you get together, sir, 
I have no idea when that's going to be. Undetermined. Undetermined. So here's what we're going to do. You guys write in for two different things. Number one, write in for the next movie, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Did I get that right, sir? Yes, sir. All right. So write in as soon as possible. And then two, write in for Changing Channels podcast on your uh, top ten uh, gone too soon. Basically, the show only had to have lasted for one season. If it did two seasons, it's not a gone too soon. Okay, it has to be one season. That that was our rule, right? It had to be one season. I don't remember that rule. I gotta change my list if that's true. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, well, what would you consider has gone too soon, then, man? I have a couple that are two season wonders, but never really did anything. Okay. You know. So, what do you want to put the limit at? Three seasons. I, I I don't think I have any that have three seasons. Okay, so the max is two seasons, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's what I have is okay, good. a couple with two seasons. All right, so we'll do that. The max of the show could not go over two seasons. Anything over two seasons is a legitimate show and just fails at the you know the third. It just went down the drain. So, yep. so write in your top ten list. Now, here's the deal. Our plan is to get Mr. Jason on for this episode. However, if we're rolling into Christmas and we still don't have him, <laughs> we're just going to record this episode out. I have confidence that we will have him soon. It's true. He is a very busy man, though. He's so. elusive. What are you going to do? It's true. So write in for those two things. Now, sir, you know the main email address for CCP. What is that, sir? Oh, That would be ccpodcast1 at gmail.com. Excellent. And if you want to write in for STL, do you know uh, that? That would be stlpodcast at gmail.com. That is true. Or... or Sweep the leg podcast yes. at, at yahoo.com. Very good. <laughs> You're getting so good at this. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I've been studying. You've become a, a very good apprentice. Oh, all right. <laughs> so um, now you'll probably notice that uh, today I will be recording Blade. The question is, does Blade come out the same time as this movie review? Or do you have to wait till Tuesday? Hmm. I guess that will be answered when you listen to this episode if Blade's on the feed or not. Exactly. <laughs> this is going to be like last one. Like, if you didn't listen to part one, you're an idiot. Well, no. it comes out in three weeks, but. <laughs> I know. You know, dude, I felt so bad for that. Because <laughs> I, always, I always release CCP and STL at the same time. Yeah. But, but it was one of those where I got something happened and I got so busy where there was so much. Let's face it, to do all those top 10 theme songs yeah, with a yeah. lot of editing because there's a lot of breaking you have to do then you have to get the song and put it in so normally ccp doesn't take me long to edit it's just one pretty much consistent thing but when i had to break it up it made it a three-hour edit unfortunately you gotta be some sort of moron if you haven't heard that one yet <laughs> exactly so unfortunately that's why part two was released because i asked you guys do you want to hear part one or do you want to hear part two Everybody pick part two. So I can't get any complainers on that, really. Because yeah. I, I left it up to the nation on that one. Um, a couple other things. The uh, voting process, um, as you know from the last episode. Have you listened to License to Drive yet, sir? I did. You did. So you heard yep. about how the voting is now moving specifically to the STL Nation group, correct? Yes. Yeah, because unfortunately, uh, the question piece on Facebook, that got removed on uh, pages. You can only yeah, do it in groups that. now. It sucks. And if you want to do it on your page, you have to do a poll and the poll doesn't even work and you have all these ads and stuff. So because the hardcore fans are in the group, the hardcore fans should be the ones that get the vote. So you want to be you want to be a voter? 
You got to be part of the nation. So there you go. So just type in the STL nation in Facebook. There you go. Now, if you are a spammer, you will not get accepted. So, because I, I like your disclaimer in license to, license yeah. to drive. Dude, I, I had, okay, I added this person and all of a sudden I started getting all these posts about go buy this, go buy that. And then I looked at their profile and they have no pictures, no friends. They're in 30 groups. You're out. So I kicked them to the curb. So then two days later, the STL Underground Hour group, which if you didn't know we have one, we do, got a request. It was some person from across the world with no picture in 30 groups. I'm like, no. So if you're a spammer, no, you're not getting in. You got to be a you got to be a real person. So, Mike's the bouncer at this the door to this club. Hey, on the rock, man. It's all That's good. right. So uh, yeah, and then I'm going to try to do an underground hour to go along with Blade. So that way there would be three new episodes, man. That'd be crazy. I hope that works. So that is crazy sauce. But uh, yeah, Blade trilogy is coming up. I'm very excited, and uh, I know I'm. I heard you were excited for it, sir. So that's cool. I am excited, man. I was kind of a little jealous. I couldn't help. I couldn't get onto that because that, that sounds like a good time. That that's the comic book movie that started what we have today, man. Blade is the seed that planted what we have today. So I'm very yeah. I'm very excited to talk about it, man. And uh, it's too bad you won't be on, sir. But you know, I will be listening intently. Excellent. And then after that, we'll be rolling into Oktoberfest. So we have the three movies that. Are the theme of this year because last year was Nightmare on Elm Street. The year before that was Halloween. So this year the theme is, for those of you who didn't listen to the License Drive, I don't know why, but here you go, is movies that still scare slash freak me out today. So on that list is Silver Bullet, Scream, Child's Play. The next two movies are going to be voted on because I haven't seen the Alien movies and a lot of people are still freaked out on those. Okay. Uh, Stephen King's It is uh, going to be on that list because I've never seen that, but a lot of really? people are still freaked out on that one. Yep. So I wanted to do two movies that the nation picked that still freak them out, and I'm very interested in seeing. So there's going to be multiple movies that will be up for vote, and the ones they get the most are the ones that will – the, the, the two highest in the vote are the two they get the pick. I'm going to have to go vote on that because I got, I got an opinion on that. Those are good choices, though. Yeah, those are two. Maximum Overdrive is another one. I haven't seen that. That's gonna be- oh, I just watched that two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Christine will be on that list. I love Christine. That will be on there. So we'll get some votes on that, see if people want to hear that. Um, but I had to do for sure Silver Bullet because I've been, I've been talking about that for two years. Great movie. And that's my favorite Corey Hay movie, man. And then um, definitely Scream because that movie's still relevant and good today. And then Child's Play, man, first one, oh, so good. So I agree. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Halloween Fest. And then in November will be, uh, yeah, the voting will go up for just random movies. And then at some point we're going to get together, sir, and we're going to do Indiana Jones too, man. I'm looking forward to it, dude. So am I. So when we get together, that's what we're doing, right? We're going to do the Indiana Jones series, and then after that is when we'll start doing random movies together. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Is that kind of the plan? Yeah. I think we'll, we'll talk more, but I think my schedule might start getting better pretty soon. Excellent. Good times. Looking forward to it. So, yeah. So hopefully November things start getting a little easier. Excellent. Looking forward to it. So yeah, we'll take a little break and be good times. So, all right. So that is it for the episode. Remember, write in, give us your thoughts on the next two movies and, by this point, you'll have to write in for Blade 2 because I have all the Blade 1 emails already in. So, 
And uh, I think that's it, sir. Why don't you go ahead and pimp your stuff, sir? All right, man. Well, hey, the STL Nation showed up in force, and I love getting more of it over at Movie Mojo Monthly. Um, so if you got any reviews and thoughts or want to comment on our last episode or future episodes, you can get a hold of us at Movie Mojo Monthly at gmail.com. And I love hearing from you guys. Now, let me ask you a question, sir. Yeah. Where was The Rock on your list? <laughs> the where Rock. Did he, where did he fit? Uh, he would have been top 20. He was probably in like the 17 range. Now, let's be honest. The only rock movie you missed this year was Snitch and Pain and Gain. I've seen them all now. But I'm saying in the theater. Those, oh, yeah, yeah, Those yeah. were the only two you missed, and you saw the other ones. So I thought for sure he'd be in your list, sir, because... But really? But really, he... I mean, he's only sold me to go see him in the theater probably like three or four times total. Really? Yeah, I don't see a lot of rock movies in the theater. Most of them, I'm like, oh, I'll wait. It's, I know it's going to be a good time, but much like Snitch or, or Pain and Gain or Empire State or any of these movies that I've seen of his this year, I'll wait. I'll see it on DVD. I'm sure it'll be good, but I'm not going to pay. Okay. Now, I got to ask you, how much crack did you smoke, sir? <laughs> Marginal amounts. Because you watched Pain and Gain, the movie that I said I'm never watching, and yeah. you caved in and watched it. What is wrong with you, sir? Dude. I needed something to watch. <laughs> you got to What on is my, the story behind this? Why did you watch this? Because I, on my quest to see a hundred movies this year, a hundred new releases, you got Sometimes you got to, you got to watch a stinker. <laughs> you know, that was a half star movie, right? Uh, you know what? I don't remember what I gave. It was actually better than I thought it would be. The first half of it was decent. And then it just turned into awfulness. How uh, is, how is Dwayne in that movie? He was okay. Like like I say, the first half, uh, let's see, what did I give it? The first half was, I gave it two and a half. Okay. Um, the first half, he was good. And then he turned into like a crackhead and the movie spun out of control. Just total ridiculousness. Isn't he a Jesus crackhead though? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. That's what I heard. Is it that just, it started off really cool. And then it just became like Michael Bay, like I'm going to do whatever I want. And just, yeah, not good. Offend as many people as possible. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. That, that's what I had heard. I was like, what? Seriously? It's still not as bad as Empire State though. That was actually the worst Dwayne movie. I saw. Oh my gosh. You watched that dude. <laughs> wow. To get All right. To 100, you got to watch some stinkers. All right. Give me a three-minute review on this before we close out. Oh, dude, I can't even give you three minutes. That movie was just awful. Uh, I heard he's not even in it. For, he's in it for like ten minutes. Yeah, his his name is definitely used to sell that movie. <laughs> it's one of those classic, like, hey, we got him. And then you're like, oh, it's it's almost an executive decision type of gotcha. thing. So he's Steven Seagal in, in all reality. <laughs> you could you could kind of say that, yeah. Wow. Uh, but he is front and center on the on the cover. Yeah, but his name is too on the cover, because isn't uh, Thor's brother the? He is three. It, it's, oh. Yeah, it's Liam Hemsworth, Emma Roberts, and then Dwayne, which should tell you what you're in for. Those two get top billing over Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, that should wow. warn you, like, hey, he's barely in this. Wow. He's like full blown on the cover, full blown on the back. He's the yeah, he's the main guy. The two, the other two are standing behind him on the cover. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I said this is one of those movies I watch at two in the morning when I can't go to sleep. Yeah, it 
it's not good. It'll put you to sleep, that's for sure. But uh, you recommend Snitch, though. You gave that four stars. Yeah, I like Snitch a lot. That was really good. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I was disappointed with G.I. Joe, but Fast 6, man, oof, good times, man. Uh, so, yeah, I am going to avoid Pain and Gain. I have Snitch sitting right here. I'm ready to watch that. Uh, I'm probably going to watch it this weekend, so I can't wait to, to watch that and give my review on that one. So, yeah. Good times, that con- man. That concludes Dwayne talk. It does. So that's it, guys. We got to have some Dwayne talk in there. You know how it goes. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, – well, not we, but – well, yeah, we'll catch you on the next Indiana Jones review. So There you go. There you go. All right. Well, you guys take care. Enjoy the music spotlight. It's a fun one. And uh, I'll catch you guys next week. So you guys take care. Masuna Sal. I came in